Welcome to Naja Reviews. This is Brian, your host. And today, we're going to talk about a made-for-TV movie. My copy is called Shark Man, but when you go look it up, it's very confusing because another title for this movie is called Hammerhead, which will make sense later. But when you try to look up stuff for it, there's stuff for Shark Man with some of the actors in this one. But if you go to the Hammerhead section, that has all the real actors in it. So I'm going to call this Shark Man because it's the name of my copy. But it was, even it says Shark Man in the movie, but like on IMDb or just Googling it, Hammerhead is the thing that pops up. Coincidentally, the cover for Hammerhead is like a million times better than the cover for Shark Man. They're both basically the same cover, just one lies to you and the other one tells the truth. Hammerhead tells the truth. There's quite a few people in this movie, but I only recognize two, and that's Jeffrey Combs. I'm not going to give you all the stuff he's been in because you could just listen to the first episode of this podcast that's on Castle Freak where he's the lead male character and I say him there. So go give that one a listen. I'm way less natural in that one than I am in this one or that I am now. But the other guy hasn't been anything we've done yet. It's William Forsythe. I thought I was going to know him from more things than just Rob Zombie movies. Turns out, I only know him from Rob Zombie movies. I've known his name forever. I'm sure I've seen other things he's in, but quick search, I didn't see anything. He's in Halloween. He's the dad of Michael Myers. Stepdad. It's hard to tell because he wants to have sex with a daughter, and the daughter is Michael Myers' sister. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. His death's cool, though. He gets duct taped to a chair and his throat slit. I've been taped to a chair that sucks shit i get it but jeffrey combs plays dr king and mr forsyth here plays uh it lead of a company called tom no last name as far as i know so this movie is about a gmo man shark that was made by a mad scientist for reasons that terrorizes a group of people because this is a shark man slasher movie it's not good it's a made for tv movie the horrific cgi really pisses me off because i'm the kind of guy that would rather see a rubber foam rubber stupid costume more than a cartoon that's like ps2 cutscene graphics worth of anything if the whole movie was ps2 graphics then i'd be fine with it but it's not so it makes the cgi stand out the only reason that godzilla gets away with it is because so much money was spent on the cg you're like okay i can tell myself that that could actually be there on the screen not with this crappy cgi that's why practical effects will always be better because it's a tangible thing that someone built that's actually there so at least you can connect with it and it doesn't make you stretch your Suspension of disbelief as much because your eyeballs see a physical object on the screen that if you walked up to the set of that movie, you could touch it. I don't care how bad it is, for the most part, as long as it's semi-finished. You can touch it up with CG. This movie you couldn't. It's too low budget and was made in like 2001 to 6. Depends on which movie title you're looking at. The problem is, in this movie, I don't care how bad their stupid puppet is, they have a full-size puppet. Use the full-size puppet. The choppy editing for one of its attacks where you don't actually get to see anything connect, I'm okay with as long as we get to see a full-size man puppet running around or swimming around, considering it's a shark guy. This is going to go on to like a tirade about Asylum movies. They waste all their CGI, or they waste all their budget on like this terrible CGI, but they forget to write a story, so it's just one weird looking cgi effect to another one to another one like in battle dogs the story was so not well thought out it was like a couple of plot points and then they just were running the whole time 
so there didn't have to be a story. It was just escape the military. That was literally the whole entire movie once she wolfed out. Movies like this where the effects are terrible and it's low budget, they have to throw in a little bit of a story and have characters that are more than just like one character trait. And this movie's not like great or anything. The only ones that are even close to multifaceted are Jeffrey Combs' character, William's character, and the lead actress lady, which I don't know her from anything, because I think she was just a low-budget actress, but I could be wrong. This is like sci-fi before Asylum took over sci-fi level of movie here. My bread and butter. I love these type of movies. So even though the CGI is horrific everywhere, the rest of the stuff of this movie makes me like it. But I'm a weirdo, and I can point to like one thing in a movie and like the movie over it, which is the basis for next week's review. I'll talk about that at the end of this review. So critically, it's a piece of shit. Entertainment side, subjective, it's pretty fun, but I'm biased because I love me some Jeffrey Combs. He can just talk, and I love it because he's a theater actor, and he doesn't change his style from theater to movie so he's just a theater actor in a movie and it's amazing because he's always over the top and he's perfect at playing asshole smart characters because of the way he enunciates makes him seem creepy and smart i will say this though the two main characters tom and amelia it's such a divide because amelia is a biologist like top level super biologist in the company that she works at will they both work at but she's like conventionally attractive like I went and got some work done, now I'm hot. And then you got William Forsythe, who I noticed that you could paint his nose red and he could be a clown, especially considering the fact that he's chubby in this movie. I don't mind William Forsythe, like his acting is fine in this movie. I wish he would have like hit the gym and lost his gut, because it's really weird to see a chubby guy running around like a fucking badass doing all this shit and it's like, you'd be out of breath if this was real. And then I don't know how many 9, 10 out of 10 biologists there are out there compared to nerdy geeky ones that's why jason satham works in action movies he looks like he could be in an action movie or the rock or any of those other ones arnold looked like he could have been the guy in the movies he's in william forsyth does not look like he would be able to do anything that he does in this movie without needing to take a break i mean he's not like obese or anything but he's got like a beer belly going let himself go a little bit which doesn't work for this movie that's just A weird criticism that I think is pretty valid. So we're going to get to the overview now. Just FYI, last episode, I had like six or seven pages of notes. This one has four. This movie's longer than that movie. So there's a lot of nothing going on. To be fair, a lot of those nothings are real explosions. When I say nothing, I mean like story building things, which are amazing. They blow up so many things in this, and it's not just a stupid... I don't care if it's a miniature they blew up. They actually made an explosion happen. Looks amazing. Their CGI fire looked like shit. You can always tell when fire is CG because computers don't know how to do random very well and fires are about the most random thing around. The other thing they do in this movie, other than the explosions, is aerial shots. And they like rented out an island to shoot this. Well, a tropical area. They don't have to actually be on an island. So you get these awesome Jurassic Park shots. Obviously not as epic. The music's not nearly as good pretty generic but a couple of the shots are like the bay and waterfalls and establishing shots are pretty nice another thing that i like about this movie over like asylum movies is there's quite a few helicopters in this movie and none of them are cg so they went somewhere whether they used stock footage of a helicopter or rented one it looks way better than cg crap helicopters or planes spoilers from now i'm done being sidetracked 
So it opens up with a couple sailing on a boat. You can tell they're being watched from the water. They jump in to have a swim, and we get attacked by a shark. But we already know that that's not true because of the name of the title and the type of movie this is. But it's a choppy, close-up, crappy thing. Perfect for the beginning of a low-budget, not-good horror movie that's fun to watch. Then we cut to the lab. The lab on this island. And we have King. Dr. King. We have his assistant, who I'm going to call Igor. That's all he is. That's all his character is. And a lady that we're going to call Dr. Lady because her name is foreign and it's hard to say. Also, they say it like twice. Who gives a shit? So that's our three genetic experimentation people headed by King. They talk about how Shark Man, which they show us that it's Shark Man right now on a computer screen. When they're looking at his vitals, there's like a, a representation of his body on the screen showing body heat and crap like that. And it's a Shark Man. But he's becoming more and more and more aggressive to the point where they're trying to like do tests on him and stuff. And he bites off two of Igor's fingers. But for some reason that makes King think that was responding positively i guess so then he's like send the invitation then we get to follow a helicopter go to dry land which you know mainland not dry land sorry water world came in there for a second we cut to amelia's office when she's on the computer and tom walks in they just flirt because they're a couple but we don't get to learn that for a couple of seconds because at first i thought it was just he was trying to get with her and then later it's like oh they're together and the invitation is king has been working with stem cells because this movie is all about them stem cells and genetic tampering part of the code's not there so they can't crack it they need to crack it to understand it so Amelia's told to work on that we we learn that king and Amelia have a history, which Tom's like, so what happened? And she doesn't want to talk about it, but he's like, from my point of view, you were probably with this guy, and I just would like to know the backstory. Turns out she was about to marry King's son, Paul, but Paul died of, I believe it was, it was either liver or kidney cancer, but that's beside the point. It was cancer. Then we cut back to the lab, and they're trying to breed Paul with these test subject women that probably didn't volunteer for this situation. And the first thing I thought of when this came up, because I know a little bit about biology and zoology, he couldn't have artificially inseminated these women. I can understand he can't do it in a lab, like do the introduction in a test tube make a test tube baby basically i can understand how he can't do that but why can't he just sedate paul grooby grab the sperm and artificially inseminate these women because then it wouldn't be a horror movie but he's super duper aggressive and hungry so he just eats that girl woman lady whatever you want to call her so that's not good and we cut to the airport and tom and amelia have a, a pretty good relationship they give each other shit but they don't take it to heart so there's not going to be any of these like, we're going to fight because we're in a relationship and it's stressful. They they lock in, work together. Some parts of the movie, they don't even have to talk to each other and they know what to do. That kind of unit. It's a good one to have in movies because I, you know, hate the tropey like, you had sex with that person and you didn't tell me? We're going to break up and split up and then we're going to come back together and then we're going to be together and then one of us is going to get eaten because that's all horror movies are nowadays. That doesn't happen in this movie because they're a good unit. <laughs> we go back to the lab and we get this amazing great hammerhead science lesson where king explains how amazing the great hammerhead is i mean it is amazing it is the biggest hammerhead they are the best at things out of all sharks i mean i don't know why you'd want to make a person into a hammerhead but he talks he talks about how the great white's just a killing machine and hammerheads are actually thinking which is arguable at best hammerheads 
are cold-blooded and great whites are warm-blooded might have been a better mesh of genetics just saying for my limited science but we're getting to a c-section one of these test subjects is got a bun in the oven lady doctor is concerned for the life of the host test subject king doesn't give a shit he only cares about the embryo that he's trying to cut out of this lady but the host dies and king has no remorse you can tell that lady doctor cares there's this big greenhouse that i think is the only reason this greenhouse is in the movie is for something towards the end of the movie that i'll bring up then but he has an audrey two or three because i guess there already was a two eats a mouse that's pretty cool they tell us this later but every plant in this greenhouse and it turns out on the island a lot of the plants got out uh, are gmo'd to shit and most of them are carnivorous so our group of ceo sorry i didn't tell you who the the people in this movie are so we have ceo trophy wife of ceo a guy named bernie and his wife or girlfriend who cares she's a blonde lady she's not important until later and neither is any of these characters uh, we get to see an aloe plant eat a worm that's pretty funny blonde lady tries to use the sat phone turns out the signal's blocked and there's a beef between ceo and king and they're like sweep it under the rug but during dinner and this like sexy dance routine where amelia doesn't want to take part for some reason but blonde girl and trophy wife do while that's happening some people are trying to have sex in the water and in this movie any water is danger so they get eight containment protocols on paul are shit i spoiled it as if you couldn't figure out from watching the movie that paul was the shark man don't worry literally in the next scene they tell us because we get to the presentation and he talks about how his he mixed human dna with shark dna to make the stem cells work properly for some reason because sharks don't get disease which is true to a certain extent especially back then when this movie was made sharks didn't get diseases sharks are very good at not being diseased they have a great immune system and how they work and they talk about how sharks can live forever once again at the time they didn't know how long sharks lived naturally i don't remember how sharks actually how long sharks actually live because I haven't watched Shark Week in a while, because I'm sick of seeing Great Whites jump out of the water. But he talks about how his cancer went into re complete remission in two weeks, and that's when Amelia's like, it was Paul! And she's like, why did you do this to Paul? And then they show us Paul. And this is where like the horrific CGI is, but I could give this one a pass if this was the only CGI shot. Because it's a fish man swimming in a tank. You can't get a guy in a rubber suit to swim fluidly in a tank the problem is if your cgi guy sucks shit cgi guy sucks shit it also doesn't look good because the goddamn shark swims straight towards the glass a real shark would go across the like around the glass trust me i know i've been to the bahamas they have giant aquariums i've had maybe a foot's worth of glass between me and a great white shark or not a great white shark sorry and a hammerhead shark before looking at thing eye to eye <laughs> That's not how sharks swim. Come on, CGI guy. I don't care if he's part human. The whole part of this movie is he's more shark than man at this point. So it wouldn't matter. Just make him swim around. He doesn't have to come at us and then like swoop up to where there's no air. It's like they forgot there was glass. Anyway, that's why I don't like CG. Because people don't know how things work and it makes everything look bad. Tangent over. I'm not going to bring up bad CGI anymore. Just know that it's all over this place. Turns out this is a trap. They seal him in the room. One of the... One of the guards drops his gun when the door is sealing, so they have a gun. And then they start opening containment of Paul, so water's coming in. 
and soon Paul is going to be able to come in and eat him. Good thing they left the gun, and William Forsythe is IT, but good at guns. I don't know what IT means, but I'm pretty sure it's a tech thing, so why is he good with guns? Like, he's military? If they said he was ex-military, I did not hear it. So they get out just in time. They, like, shoot out a fucking fan that's inexplicably there with a ladder up to it and they escape and then we get king's log i don't remember what day it is during the presentation paul gets shot in the shoulder which coincidentally is where his tracking device is so it's damaged king also hopes that paul will mate with amelia because of the tie they had when they were about to get married gross and king's not going to help paul capture these people because he wants to teach them how to hunt properly even though the motherfucker already can because he's killed four people so far that I'm pretty sure King doesn't know about. But now the containment fence, electrified underwater fence, (laughs) is down, but the repairmen get eight. We learn that Paul needs treatments. I will tell you what those treatments are supposedly for later. The order is to kill the men and save the women for gross things. So now they're just walking and talking, and this is when we learn that all water is dangerous, even if it's not salt water, because Shark Man is in the water. They find a boat. It's got people on it. It's not the boat from the beginning. The men go to try to get the boat, or talk the people on the boat to helping them, talk them into helping them, because CEO guy has a lot of money. And Amelia wants to go with the men, but Tom's like, no, you stay here. Take this knife. She's like, I can handle myself. And Tom's like, I know, but they can't. So you have to protect them. So she's like, yeah, fair. But a gunfight starts and the boat explodes. But before the boat explodes, the worst fucking scope graphics ever. These people have like AK-47s that don't have scopes on them. And they're aiming at this boat to shoot them. It's like head security guy and some other guy. When it, when it goes to the boat again, it has the, the circle with the crosshair on it. which is. But they don't black out the rest of it. Like if you were looking at a scope, you can only see the crosshair. They just put a circle and a cross and moved it around the screen on guns that don't have scopes. Like I said in the beginning, this movie's bad, but it's fun to watch. But Paul heard that explosion of the boat, and Paul decides to bite off uh, Bernie's leg. So, I mean, it's a good effect. I mean, the first shot of it's cheap, but later when you see him standing, well, when he's being helped, he can't stand anymore. They must have tied his leg up and behind his leg and put a tattered um pants and stuff the only stupid thing is is like his leg didn't get eaten it's like dragging behind him that part's dumb tom is fast on his feet and he gets the shark stick and if you don't know what a shark stick is it's literally a stick with a small charge on the end of it that you poke a shark with and it depending on size of a shark would kill it or scare it away ceo's a selfish prick's like leave bernie He'll, he'll be fine being dead. Just kick him in the water. We'll leave. But this causes a split. So CEO and Trophy Wife go on to find high ground for the sat phone. And the rest of everybody else is like, we need to get back to the lab. So when Paul can go on land, we know that already because of the breeding, eating situation earlier. But they do this thing that really pisses me off. <laughs> I know the reason they do it is because he's a gross genetic experiment. But like I said earlier, I've seen a hammerhead up close. I mean, not, there was a foot of glass in between us, but that's a foot away. That's pretty close. And I'm going to tell you what, just like every other shark that has ever existed, they're so clean looking. That's why they're so scary, because their eyes are just like black set into their head with no deviation from anything. And this guy looks like 
He's got... You know how the xenomorphs and aliens always are slimy and gross from their saliva crap? Well, make that chunky, and that's what's in his eyes. It doesn't make any sense. Just clean that shit up, man. If, you, if you're going to use a shark, the most streamlined, pretty animal that has ever graced the ocean... You should probably make your model pretty and streamlined, even if he's out of water. I don't know how much fish slime sharks have, but every time you see him out of water, they look just as pretty in the water as out of the water. I don't know why Paul has to be a fucking disgusting mucusy freak, but they show that shot quite a few times. It switches side of eye and his eyes move, so it's like a practical puppet. Just had to bitch about that. So Trophy Wife gets evil deaded for just a few seconds. It doesn't go as far as it did, like I said. The plants on this island are also GMO'd. We cut to the other group, and they deadfall a guy. So they get a shotgun out of this. The funny part about this scene is, like, Tom is, like, pushing the guy down on the spikes, like, harder. And it's like, dude, they're already coming out of his front. You don't have to push anymore. He dead. You, You got this. But the funny part is, he takes his gun away, and he's taking the ammo, and he's, like, trying to get the belt off of him. And the guy lifts up his butt to help him get the belt out, even though he's supposed to be dead. So that's kind of funny. Back to CEO and Trophy Wife. They find the high ground, but the bad guys decide to missile them. So they got a good missling, which separates them but doesn't kill any of them. But Trophy Wife gets eight. And a little bit later, I'm just going to tell you now because it doesn't matter. They could have played this right away and it wouldn't affect the story at all. CEO gets captured by a head of security guy, which I don't know his name. The group is trying to break into the lab but the door is locked. Uh, Paul comes around. Uh, leg guy gets eaten. Shotguns don't kill Paul, apparently, even though he's bled before. So leg guy gets eaten. They get into the morgue. And when they're in the morgue, Tom puts something over the camera so they can do stuff. And he makes a booby trap on the door. So when the door opens, it makes a firebomb, basically. They find all the test subjects in the morgue. And they realize that, you know, they're taking baby sharks out of people. do 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 But they go on the computer and they figure out that Paul has a nitrogen problem, which can either put him into shock or make him explode. I bet you can guess which one this movie's going to pick. They leave through a different fan vent thing, because that's the tunnels through this place, is fan vents. And the trap goes off and it's a pretty great fire stunt. They light a guy on fire, it's great. King has this monologue about how awesome hammerheads are at being murderers and killers and shit. But it's all just a bitch about how Paul has, has done pretty shitty. He's killed two. He's killed two of the people that he's put out to kill. So King's getting a little upset. It's a great monologue that freaks out at the end because of the theater acting I was talking about earlier. It's a good time. Paul inadvertently saves the CEO by fucking dive bombing the Jeep that security guy had on there. Paul eats the other guy. Security guy gets away. CEO steals the Jeep. Dr. Lady is Audi 5000. She came here for science, not revenge. And this whole thing has been turned into revenge the the group sees ceo driving and they yell for him and then he stops paying attention and crashes the jeep good job man but they're off to go to a helipad because they know that there's gonna be a radio there ceo can fly a helicopter so that's pretty convenient or lucky depending on how you want to look at it then doctor lady meets up with them and as soon as she meets up with them the helicopter a helicopter comes blows up the jeep that she came in on and then she's dangling from a ledge from the explosion and they can't get her and she falls in the water and she gets pulled she didn't last very long when she became a good guy a blonde lady gets planted is what i have in the notes but basically she walks into another gmo plant that insta spreads boils on her body and she runs into the water to get it washed off which i understand but come on now you know what happens in the water because she gets eight Igor is on the his mission is to capture Paul but he gets eaten as well he has like this shock baton that he didn't have charged before he 
chum the water. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You have a murder shark that can run on land and you don't have your shit charged right away. Luckily, head of security comes in with some trank darts and captures Paul. There's a fun shootout in the woods where you get to see old CEO guy fucking machine gun a guy down and William Forsythe shoot someone and throw a knife into somebody. And Amelia knocks somebody the hell out with a stick to save Tom. But that's real short. We cut back to Paul. According to King, Paul's at least instincts are becoming more human. Like he's evolving to be a better mesh between a shark and a human. That's not what evolution is. <laughs> that is a different word. Evolution would be what he's trying to do. In his lab. This is not bad. But the reason is is because he used his hands to kill Igor? I don't get it. I think he's just being delusional because he's a mad scientist. And his plans are kind of not working out the way that he hoped. They fight their way to the helipad. The plan is for Tom to distract them and Amelia and CEO to get into the chopper. And there's a bunch of explosions because explosions are fun. But then the chopper goes boom. And this... Tom gets away somehow. Amelia and CEO are knocked out, so they get caught. So we get to the lab, and Amelia's being prepped and screened for breeding. Gross. Tom finds the boat from the beginning, and he looking he's looking for supplies. He finds a spear gun and a gun gun, a handgun. Then we cut back to the lab, and we learn that he's trying to make hammerhead mermaids. And the problem is, he can't... It's like a mule. He made a mule, and he's trying to make a crossbreed instead of a hybrid, because hybrids can't breed. But to quell, there's more to it, but it doesn't really make sense, because it's like fake pseudoscience, because it's a movie that has just the basic concepts of science in it. I mean, it goes a little bit deeper than that, but basically. He feeds the CEO to Paul before breeding, so, you know... Paul don't eat Amelia. I'm pretty sure that the only reason that there is a greenhouse in this movie at all, because the greenhouse from the establishing shot is CGI'd in, is so Tom can make a, a nitrogen fertilizer gun cannon thing to shoot it at Paul. I mean, to shower Paul with fertilizer. I mean, at least they had the, the know-how to know that nitrogen is a fertilizer. So it, at least it made sense. In a lesser movie, he would just find something that had a lot of nitrogen in it with no explanation. Amelia is being lowered into the shark tank. Tom's moving in. Tom shoots head of security with a spear gun. What a bitch. Goes down that easy. Paul bites off King's arm and kills one of the security guys. While Tom comes in kills the other security guys. While Tom is cutting down Amelia, they're spraying Paul in the face with this nitrogen fertilizer. And right after they get her off, they spray him down at the end, and he explodes. It is not fun. It is such a lame body pop. I don't know. I don't get it. I would have taken their shitty full body suit that they didn't want to show us and blew that up instead. But CGI will always win. Because it's easier. Even though they just blew up like one helicopter and three boats. Whatever. So then they decide to burn the whole lab to the ground. Then there's a scene that they definitely 100%, whichever movie came out first, ripped it off of each other because there's an alien resurrection scene. So you remember an alien resurrection? I know it's the worst alien movie, even though three's worse, where she sees the compartment that says one through seven and she's Ripley eight. So she's got an eight on her arm. And she goes in there, and then she starts crying and takes a flamethrower of all things. They don't have a flamethrower, but same concept. And just torches the whole place because of all the abomination experiments. Well, they basically do that in the hatchery, as they call it. So that was fun. Nobody was half-naked mutate went, Kill me! Like Ripley 7, I'm assuming. Because that's the most human one in there. But King is back! And then gets shot. As soon as he says, Please don't. Dead. The lab goes boom, off to the boat, and then it 
pans down and goes into the water like there's going to be a sequel, which there might be a sequel, but I don't care about that sequel. The problem is they should have had a little baby shark man, even if it was CG, just or like the tail of a shark or the fin of a shark go across the camera so it's not just like pointless sequel baiting. Because from the outset of the movie, everything got destroyed except for the plants. The plants have nothing to do with the shark. They blew up the lab and killed the shark man, who we know didn't mate with anybody because the only women on the island got eaten or was Amelia, who's still alive. And that's the end of the movie. I Unless you like bad TV movies like I do, you're not going to like this one. Unless you're like a diehard Jeffrey Combs fan, you're probably not going to like this one. So people, including like my brother and some of my friends, think that I just like bad movies. And that's not true. I do like movies that are bad, but it's the caliber of bad movie. Like, when a new Asylum movie comes out, people are like, you're going to watch it? You like terrible movies? And I'm like, yeah, but Asylum movies are horrifically terrible. I like movies where they tried to make a movie, it just turned out bad. Asylum makes bad movies on purpose. That's the difference. I want an accidental funny bad movie, not a purposeful one. Unless it is specifically a horror comedy. Those are fine, and a lot of the horror comedies I like are actually put together well. They blend the, the genre pretty good. Like, Clingers was a horror comedy, and that one was pretty alright, for what it was. And something like Dale and, Dale and Tucker vs. Evil, or Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. However it's said, that's a horror comedy, and it's an amazing one. I love that movie. Not super good, but it's... I know it's great. I'm sorry. Horror comedies can work, but the stuff like Asylum where they make bad movies on purpose shows a lack of skill... <laughs> Because they just don't make a good movie. At least this one had a storyline you could follow with science in it that actually some of the facts about sharks were right. Because they could put it in there. And Jeffrey Combs is good at sounding like he knows what he's talking about when he's acting. Amelia did an okay job of being a biologist. She didn't have to do a whole lot when it came to the biology aspect. They just needed a hot girl to be the lead for some reason. But it was fine. Her character was fine. She could hold her own, but she didn't get to do anything super ridiculous like nowadays when they have any character doing anything super ridiculous. And the worst part, if William Forsythe didn't have a gut, I would have been able to believe he could do everything he did in this movie. And that's all there is to it, I guess. <laughs> Next week, well, I've kind of changed the format of the podcast. I decided that I'm not just going to do movies I've only seen once, or not at all. I'm going to do that. Plus, just movies I want to talk about. And next week is a movie I just want to talk about. It's another bad movie where one aspect of it is something I like. And the aspect of this one is the organism that causes the problem's life cycle is fun. And the things that happen because of it are these awesome practical puppets. They might not move the best, but they're great practical puppets. It's called Blood Glacier. It's a Dutch movie, I'm pretty sure. And if you're going to watch it, or you have seen it, and you haven't watched the dub... The English dub. Oh, watch the English dub. It turns that supposed-to-be-serious movie into a horror comedy. Because, for some reason, dubs tend to suck ass. But it's totally worth it. I would recommend anybody to watch it with the dub on. Because the movie's kind of stupid, so you don't really have to take it seriously from the out from the get-go. This movie is like the Dutch thing, instead of just the thing, to a certain extent. It doesn't clone people like the thing does, but you know how when the thing gets saw... It, like, transforms into, like, amalgamations. It turns into amalgamations of the things that it's simulated. This thing just genetically recombines things to make new animals. It's fun. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you have a good week. I'll talk to you all next Sunday. Bye.